Matthew 5. Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 says, You have heard it said to the people long ago, You shall not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Any, again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, which is a threat of violence, is answerable to the court. Anyone who says, You fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering a gift at the altar, and there you remember that your brother or your sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar, go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, that you may be thrown into prison." Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. Murder is bad. I don't think I said anything shocking uh, or surprising. I think I could walk into just about any room and say, generally speaking, murder is bad. And everybody would go, yeah, so what? Tell us something we didn't know. That's not the point. The point that Jesus is trying to get across isn't that murder is bad, because they would have all agreed with that too. The point that Jesus is trying to get across is it's not just murder, but it's something deeper. This Raqqa thing, like we talked about on Sunday morning, is a threat of violence. And um, they would have understood, you know, a Raqqa is maybe the same as saying, you know, like uh, a a, a verbal insult or, a, you know, a threat, you know, a, th- a threatening email or uh, something like that. Like, you know, hey, I get a, I get a text saying I'm going to kill you, right? Like, so that's the idea. So Jesus is saying, oh yeah, you all agree that murder is bad, but what about hate in your heart? Now, if I have just deep-seated anger and rage, now, first of all, that's a great spot to go seek help. I take care of my physical body, right? I go to the, I try to eat right. I go to the doctor. Uh, just went to the eye doctor, right? Because, you know, I got to keep, as I get older, I try to keep my eyes healthy. Uh, go to the dentist. You do all of these things to take care of your physical body. What about your emotional health, your mental health? And if you're having issues with rage, go talk to a counselor. If, if somebody came to me and said, you know what, my, my shoulder has been sore for, uh, you know, for a month, I'd say, go see your doctor. If somebody comes to me and says, Adam, I just have these rages, these angers, I'm so bitter at somebody, I'll pray with you, I'll counsel you in the scripture, and I'll encourage you to go find a professionally, medically certified counselor or therapist, because all of us need help. So that being said, what Jesus is trying to get across to the people, like we talked about on Sunday morning, was this bigger issue of, oh, you think you're not a murderer, but let me tell you, you would go to jail for threatening violence against somebody. But if in your heart you have violence towards somebody, you are guilty in the court of heaven. But then he has this interesting thing that we didn't really focus on. He spends the second half of this passage talking about if you're going to the temple to offer a sacrifice, and you realize that you have done something in violence towards a person. Maybe you didn't actually hit them, but you have been hostile to them. You have been violent to them in attitudes or 
words or in your heart and you say, hey, th- it's not that I have something against that person. That's, I've actually heard this verse misquoted for that. If you go to the altar and you know that you're just so mad at somebody, no, that's not what Jesus says. If you've done this violence to them, go and repent now. Don't wait. Has somebody, does somebody have something against you? Now, there are things that you can't control, right? Uh, there are people who just, you know what, they just don't like you for whatever reason. That happens. Uh, I, I want everybody to like me. And so it is hard sometimes to know, hey, there are people that do not like me. And there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, one of my favorite Parks and Rec episodes is the one where there's just one guy in town that hates Leslie Nope. And she like does all of these things to like try to win him over. Like, I just want him to like me. And in the end, he just doesn't like her. And, you know, that's just how it is. That's not what we're talking about here, though. What we're talking about is, what have I done to somebody that would cause them to say, yeah, that, that Adam guy's done violence to me if they were using this definition. So what I think about is this. Where are the ways that I can do violence? Where are the places that I can do violence? I can do violence with my words. You know, how have I used my words with coworkers, friends, family, neighbors? How can I be peaceful in my words? In my typing, you know, uh, we can tweet, blog, post, everything. You know, God, the, the kingdom of heaven does not need keyboard warriors. There are churches where great violence has been done one to the other. Church splits are an act of violence. You know, there are people that seem very content to live at peace which, with those who hate Jesus. But they agree on the same political viewpoint or philosophical thing or whatever. And they have no peace with somebody else who loves Jesus and just has a different opinion about it. That's the deeper thing that I think Jesus is trying to say to us here. Is for the believer, I maybe, hopefully I will never end somebody's life. But what violence have I done towards my brother or sister? What violence have I done with my actions or my words. And those are things that we always have to think through. Where, where was I wrong? What do I need to repent of? True story. This last week, somebody came to mind who had um, done wrong to me many years ago. And as I was thinking about them, the Lord spoke to me and was like, hey, you did some stuff. You made mistakes. You did things wrong here. And I had always focused on their part of the deal and minimized mine. These are the things to think through. Am I living at peace with my brothers and sisters in Christ? Am I living at peace, if at all possible, with my family? Am I living at peace, if at all possible, with my neighbors? Or am I a source of the tension and the conflict? I've just decided to stop fighting. I'm not interested in arguing with people now over masks and vaccines and who you vote for and all that stuff because it's just trying to divide us. And sometimes that's painful and hard. But I don't want to do murder in my heart anymore. And I hope that's true of our church. If you have any questions about anything I said, 
You can email me, adam at faithonhill.com. We'll be back tomorrow with another uh, short teaching out of Matthew chapter 5.